Today on the No City on the Sideline Dad podcast, episode 76, it's all about surviving the holidays. <laughs> We're going to discuss this topic with my guest, Jonathan Yetsky, therapist and relationship expert, next on the podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast, a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, my name is Joe Foley. I'm a dad, parent, crazy, busy adult in this world, especially this time of year, you know, the holiday season. It's crazy, man. We're going to one party, making cookies. Like, you know, the people have the marathon cookies. Believe me, I've been a recipient of the cookies and they've been really good. And I want to thank you for being here. And if you have any cookies, please send them my way. <laughs> I love cookies. I know as a dad and a parent, our time's limited. So it means a lot. You two spend time listening means a lot, especially this time of year. And I'm hope I'm, I'm can bring some value to your life. This interview we're gonna um, up next helpful because just it's just as the holidays are also brings a lot of joy and also brings a lot of stress. I mean we gotta whack. You know what I mean? Like when you're um wrapping presents to like oh midnight and then you gotta get up the morning at six or you know prepping food for the next day getting family rise early and just everything's crazy crazy busy it's supposed to be time of joy reconnecting with people you know remember the loved ones are not here because people at time goes by things happen and stuff like that and it's it's a big deal it's a big deal so my my guest jonathan Yeski. She has a lot of good tips about surviving the holidays. So let's jump right into the interview. Welcome to the podcast, Jonathan. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Joe. You're like my second person coming back for the second time. I mean, it's an honor to have you back. It means you had a good time the first time. <laughs> yeah, I love this. <laughs> I really, I really appreciate you coming back. I know what today we're going to um, talk about a little bit about how to survive the holidays. And, but what is one memory you have of the holidays as a kid? Can you like give me an example of a tradition, something you remember, like it makes you feel good about the holidays? Well, one of the biggest holidays that I have uh, tradition wise is making a lot of food. So in my family, food was pretty central to the holidays. So uh, we used to go and go and visit some, uh, my grandmother in particular, she was, you know, this very short woman, but she was <laughs> tiny, but fierce in the kitchen. And she would create all these wonderful recipes and so it was nice to always sit down with family and so now uh you know being older and you know having family come to me i usually spend you know two to three days cooking and making desserts and uh different you know meats and uh you know fun little recipes that i find on the internet um and then you know just spend the whole time with family cooking and playing board games and so in particular uh, a couple of years ago uh, right when i was getting uh, my first year out of college i found that i you know, just was, I had the whole family come down to, uh, to me and it was my first time hosting and it was just really great. Cause I got to spend all the time, you know, prepping and making a wonderful meal for the people <laughs> I love the most. And that to me just is so much fun. Well, it's fun. I mean, for me is, um, my, like family for one Seton family, cause you know, out of the years, you know, things happen. But, um, one of the traditions I like is watching the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade right before yeah. it, during Thanksgiving kind of yeah. kicks off the holiday season for me. Then I go, Oh man, the stress of, buying things and and gift giving and stuff but it's always the the fun parts of the tradition of the parades and tree lighting and stuff like that 
Oh, yeah. Watching the decorations go up and that like festive time of year, the air just seems a little different because people are nicer to each other and the lights are so <laughs> bright and it's just great. Yeah. Well, we also sometimes in the store can be like you're, you're like a linebacker or, or, you know, running back trying to get the gift and you're throwing stiff arms every which direction and trying to get get to the gifts and stuff like that. And people can I mean, people can be really nice, but they can be really mean this time of year. Oh, too. yeah. That, I will say that is a tradition is that uh, we tend to avoid Black Friday rush. <laughs> We're just like, nope, you know, we can stay inside and relax, play some board games and just chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, what one thing we're talking about today is how to survive the holidays. Um, you mentioned what are some uh, tips and ideas that help survive the holidays? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the biggest things that I encounter as my work and in my therapy practice is that the holidays can be wonderful for people, but they can also be extremely stressful. And that extremely stressful situation usually occurs at the start of Thanksgiving and usually goes through New Year's, sometimes Mm -hmm. even Easter though. And what really happens is when we go and we engage with family, oftentimes we get sucked into old patterns and ways of being that don't necessarily work for us. Uh, So one of the biggest ones that I know really frustrates people is when they go and see their, let's say their parents, Mm-hmm. They get sucked back into what it's like to be a child, right? And so unconsciously, they start to listen to what their parents have to say or their siblings start to press those buttons that they installed many years ago. And so while today they might be a really powerful, strong individual in their life, they kind of go back and regress back to a childhood mentality of dealing with those people. And that can often lead to upsets. It can lead to turmoil. It can lead to shouting matches. And there's just no reason for that if we can find ways to avoid it. So what I've done is find some ways to help people get above the holiday season so that they can still enjoy it with their friends and family, but also uh, survive as well. Well, I can always say that conversation with your your parents and stuff like that, you know, oh, why have you done this? Why are you living there? Where are you going there? You know, having those really, but that negativity, that can really really be tough on people. Absolutely. Um, You know, especially nowadays, one of the biggest comments I hear from people who are, you know, of the younger generation is like, what are you doing with your life? Right. Why haven't you found a job or girlfriend or, you know, and and even people up into their 30s and 40s still hear this if their parents are so opinionated about it. And so (laughs) that negativity can really seep in. And if not dealt with, it will kind of like bad food fester over time. And the more it's not dealt with, the harsher and harsher it gets. Uh, I had someone recently that I was talking to who went to a Thanksgiving Day party. Mm -hmm. Uh, They went and they had a really good time, but they got triggered by something that, you know, someone around them had said. And instead of dealing with it, what they did is they held on to those emotions. And then when they took them back home, when they were safe with their friends and family and children, that's when they unleashed because they couldn't unleash in front of their boss or in front of, you know, someone who is going to look down or look at them poorly. They unleashed on the people who they knew were, quote unquote, safe and thus made more upsets than needed. It was kind of like taking a doggy bag home full of <laughs> negative emotions to open up and share with the whole family. What is it better? Like sometimes, um, well, you know, sometimes is it better to avoid that conversation or be open with that person and say, listen, enough. I, I, we, we're trying to enjoy the holidays. we we set boundaries. Mm-hmm. So the best way to really figure that out, because 
both options are valid, right? Mm. Sometimes having the conversation is really important. And sometimes just going, you know what? I'm going to avoid this stimulus because that person over there is not going to listen, right? They're not mm-hmm. going to change or shift their point of view. And so I'm just going to be hitting my head against a brick wall trying to change something that just isn't going to change. Uh, so what I tell people to do is to look for blue pens. Okay. Uh, so the way to think about this is if I pick up a blue pen and I were to show it to you, right? you would probably assume that that pen would write in blue. Mm -hmm. And if I wrote and it wrote blue, you probably wouldn't be shocked by that. But we actually, with the people in our lives, we know who they are. We know the triggers, the thoughts, the way they think. You know, we've been around them for long enough that we probably have had enough experience to know that this person, when, let's say, politics come up or (laughs) let's say the holidays and gift giving come up, like they have strong opinions. And if I press that particular button, I'm going to get a response that is going to be one I've gotten many times before. And so if before I go to that holiday party, whether it be with friends, family, coworkers, if I could recognize the blue pens in my life and recognize, you know what, you know, aunt so-and-so, she's wonderful, but don't talk to her about politics, right? Because she's just never going to go anywhere with it, right? It's going to be a huge drawn out fight. It's like, you know what? Maybe what I will do is I'll have a wonderful conversation about family and work. But when it starts to go into that, you know, choppy waters, I'm going to go, okay, you know what? Um, I'm going to step back from this and maybe take it easy on that conversation. Um, And if those people can, you know, again, knowing who they are, knowing their patterns and ways in which they can react, if I know that they can have a reasonable conversation, then yeah, it might be a good idea to have a conversation because they might not even know that they're triggering you when they're triggering you. Well, it's also funny too. Another thing about holiday season is um, gift giving, stressing out about gift giving and feeling guilty didn't do enough. And how does somebody would deal with that? Because you know, so I think honestly, somebody should think in, think in moderation or should they – what would they do about that? Okay. If you think about gift giving, right, and the act mm-hmm. of you know, uh, giving from one person to another, oftentimes it's usually something that you go, you know what? I think this person would really, really like this. And so especially if you're you know, in a family where maybe money is tight or maybe you don't want to spend as so, so much because there are bills to pay, mouths to feed, things to do, mm-hmm. one of the things to look at would be, okay, what would be something I could give from the heart that isn't necessarily just going to be like an item? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something we can do. Maybe it's an event we can go to or, or something that we could all have a wonderful time uh, participating in. Because then what happens is you're going to be doing what I would call uh, making a wise choice versus a fun choice. Oftentimes, a fun choice is one where it's like, yeah, in the moment, this seems wonderful. I love this idea. But then later down the line, you might see, you know what, maybe not the best choice I could have made. And so to balance that, and if you really have a worry about it, to communicate with the people in your life and say, you know what, um, right now, whether it's because money's tight or I, you know, I don't feel like I can spend as much as I'd like, um, you know, I'm I'm looking to maybe cut back on gift giving this year and just see if we can find something that w- would be special for us from a heart to heart place. You know, sometimes that's a good book or that's something that you know is a is a nice meal, like I mentioned before. Because um, that's another way of showing your love, which isn't just from a, a monetary place. It's spending time and not just uh, quantity, but quality. Relationships matter. Relations always matter. The matter Absolutely. this time of year it means more than gifts. You know, so too sometimes our 
our routines go out of whack and like you know because we're up late for parties christmas time traveling mm-hmm. what do you think about keeping a routine yeah routines are important especially if it's not just you right if it's the whole family because your routines matter let's say if you're spending a lot of time doing the parties and and going out late and and having those like yuletide caroling fests <laughs> down whether it's at the bar or the corner or the church wherever the thing is is that if you don't have a steady structure that's going to be enough self-care to help you get through the holidays, cracks are going to start to form. And as I mentioned before, it isn't going to f- show up at work or um, you know, in a place where we have to be on our game all the time. It's going to show up in the little things, like with our family and friends, uh, especially those with little ones. Right? If Let's say they're so excited to come in and wake you up in the morning, <laughs> and you spent you know, until three in the morning, you know, out with friends and, you know, at the party and whatnot. Well, then when they wake you up at six, because let's face it, that was me when I was young, you know, (laughs) waking up so early, it's like, what are you doing? But if that happens, then you've only had three hours of sleep, which means that one, you've not had enough time to get the proper amount of rest. Two, you're probably going to react poorly and badly because your emotional spark is going to be so high. And so you got to make sure to Again, look for the wise choice and the fun choice. It's like, yeah, it's a holiday party. Maybe stay until 11 o'clock at night, uh, but then make sure to go home because you have a long day tomorrow. You want to spend the time with your kids, and you don't want to be so high strung from no sleep or from drinking too much or eating too much that it ruins your time. Well, it's, I mean, family is important. And if you get out of the whack, though, I know me with a couple hours of sleep, I know my attitude is not great. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> So I know the importance of sleep and getting the right amount of sleep because we're busy. This time of year is hectic. I mean, you get, it's a hectic time of year out there, especially in the stores and stuff. And, you know, people go on their baking cookie marathons. And mm-hmm. it's just it's interesting time of year. What also, too, is some people who are, are going through tough times and being alone. Mm-hmm. How, um, how is it important to people to reach out and, and connect with people this time of year? Mm-hmm. Well, You know, as we said, the holidays can be a wonderful time of connection with those around us. And oftentimes, while it may feel good for us because maybe we have a family that's close to us or friends that are close to us, there are definitely some people who maybe spend some of these holidays alone, right? Thanksgiving, which is usually the time of giving thanks, if spent alone can be really tough for some people. Uh, You know, Christmas, Hanukkah, those times too, New Year's. And so if you have someone like that that you know, again, looking at, you know, what their patterns are like, what they've been like in the last couple of years, maybe the struggles that they've been going through. By being someone who reaches out and compassionately says, you know what, hey, um, I know things have been really tough, but why don't you come and spend it with us, right? Or let's even just go out and get lunch, right? Or dinner, you know, go go for a nice walk in the park, right? Reestablish those connections can actually help people not only reconnect, but Make them feel that spirit of the holidays, which is usually so important to people. Um, it's a reason why this is, you know, the most wonderful time of the year is because, you know, that that special air is in the air. And if we can take a step out of our comfort zone, a step into something that is uh, more compassionate, more open-minded, we might actually see that there are opportunities to make magic for people all around. That's true. Is it also one thing I was thinking about too? I mean. Going around all the stuff you're doing, busy, 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 busy. Is it time to give yourself a break, though? Take a break, breather? Mm-hmm. Is that important? Oh, yeah. Self-care is extremely important. If 
if you find that you're running around, as we mentioned before, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going down to all the parties or, or trying to see every single person, that means that you may be spending a large quantity of time, but not a lot of quality of time. And that includes yourself too, right? If you burn out, right? Which means that like you've experienced so much that emotionally you're just too tired or mentally too tired. You need to take that day off. And that day is important. And the the most important thing to consider with it is that you match not just your self-care, but with what you're experiencing in your life. So let's say if you hit your limit, right? And that was the last straw and it broke the camel's back and now you're angry. Well, if you go and let's say, try and listen to happy music or Mm -hmm. watch a sad movie, it's probably not going to relate well to the anger you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. So you need to recognize and acknowledge in yourself, you know what, what is this emotion I'm feeling? I'm really angry. Okay. Well, I need to find a way to get past that because that's not going to help me have a good holiday and it's not going to help me relate well to others. And so, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to put on some heavy metal music, right? Or something (laughs) I can yell to in my car. And I'm just going to shout and say all the things that I've been holding back that I need to say to those in my, to those around me, but just in that confined space where no one's going to hear. And if that doesn't work, right, go take your bed, pile up all your pillows, make sure no one's in it. That's (laughs) right. And then just, you know, beat the snot out of your pillows. Because then what you're doing is you're actually allowing that energy to leave you uh, and be able to go into something that's not going to hurt anyone else. It's not going to be an explosion that is going to cause a huge fight where you might say something you regret. You're taking your energy out and you're expressing it in a way that's useful. Uh, Breaking sticks is another really good one or exercising, right? Being like, you know what? I need to go for a run, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that could be a couple hours. It could be a day. It could be just a long weekend where you're just like, you know what? I need some time to recalibrate me because if I don't take care of myself, then it's going to be really hard for me to take care of others. Well, it's another thing I think about too. Is it okay to say no? No, I can't go to this party. No. The word no. Yeah. We have an aversion to saying no for some reason. And (laughs) No is actually a really important word to say because sometimes by saying no to others, we're saying yes to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if you think about no, right, it, especially let's say you're going out partying with people who maybe party a little too hard and then the next day you always regret it, right? You know, mm-hmm. looking for those patterns that constantly occur. If you can go, you know what? <sighs> The last couple of years we've gone out, I've been so hungover after our funds in the evening that I just don't, I don't want to do it, right? It doesn't make me fun to be around. It hurts my family and friends because I get irritable and angry. And so, no, right? If you guys want to do something else, that's fine. Uh, And that's a crucial component of it too. If you say no, right? Mm -hmm. Or let's say there's something uh, that you don't want to do, maybe suggest something else, right? No, I don't want to go out drinking all night. But if you guys want to come over and maybe watch the game together and have like a potluck and then be done by around 11, I'd be totally down. (laughs) Uh, And that's that's, uh, being solution-focused, not problem-focused, right? Because from a problem-focused perspective, you're only going to find more problems. But if you have those solutions there and you're not just saying no, but you're saying no, And here's something that I'm suggesting. You're being part of a solution that can help not only yourself, but others feel a little bit better. I just going to change this a little bit. I think it's kind of fun to talk about since we're talking about the holidays. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite Christmas movie? 
My favorite Christmas movie? Well, I like Nightmare Before Christmas, although that is apparently <laughs> not a Christmas movie. I think it has the feels in there. Um, but I, I think if I was going to give you a real, real Christmas movie that people were not going to debate me on, I always liked the uh, It's a Wonderful Life. That's, yeah, that's mine too, actually. <laughs> because it's a beautiful movie, and it really paints the picture of, you know what? It, the impact that we as human beings make in each other's life. Mm-hmm. And if we stopped looking for a moment over there, mm-hmm. right, at what could have, should have, or, you know, like will be in the future, instead just embrace what we have now, I think, again, you'll find that there's, there's not just holiday magic, but magic throughout the year that can happen when you simply are grateful and looking for how can I make this moment right here the best it can possibly be for not just myself, but for the people around me. I couldn't say any better than that, Jonathan, really. I mean, that's the best way I could think of it. Because that movie, well, that movie to me is just like he, family. Mm-hmm. What, it, what is it like not being here if, some, if I was never been born before? Right. And um, it's just, it's a great movie. It's a great Christmas movie. I can watch it over and over again. Because and, 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 nowadays I come up with all the, you know, all the sappy movies and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, I mean, how many times can the guy fall in with a girl and the girl has a tragedy and all of a sudden Christmas Christmas comes around. I mean, right. they're great. They, they're great stories, but they get all of them are pretty much the same if you look at them, like on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and another great thing about It's a Wonderful Life, and this is something that I tell people all the time, is to find a way to emotionally recalibrate yourself mm-hmm. and to release the emotional spark. Like when we get emotions, they're strong, they're hot, they're heated, right? It's that feeling when you feel like you're about to cry, that stinging in your eyes or the heat in your chest when you get angry. And by watching a movie, because I don't know about you, but for me, mm-hmm. that movie oftentimes makes me cry. <laughs> and that can be extremely powerful because we might be holding back other things that this is a cathartic move for us to be able to recalibrate, to let go of some of the things we've been holding on throughout the year and actually be able to show our emotions in a powerful way that not only allow us to sort of let go of the pain, the upset, the trauma, the things that have come up during the year or during the holidays, but it also allows for the connection to others because then I'm able to go back to a space, as we see in the movie, right, of mm-hmm. gratitude. And gratitude, is a, is a, that's an important word to be grateful for what you have because the circumstances could be different. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, you know, again, so many people are looking so forward to the future, right? And that's not to say that we shouldn't do that, but we should also be grateful for what we have now. Because, you know, for many of us, right, even though we may not have jobs that we like, we have something that helps us put food on the table, right? Helps us keep a roof, roof over our head, heat in our heaters, especially in the cold. <laughs> and we have family and friends who love and care about us. So, as dark as it can get to remember that we still have those things no matter what and to rely on them for not only strength but solace in times when it may look dark well wrapping up i guess one thing i will be give me if you give me like one or two tips on wrapping up like for final thoughts and how how persons give up survive the holidays yeah absolutely uh so one of the tips that i tell people and and you can actually find in uh, this on my website is a uh, holiday bingo card, which mm-hmm. is uh, a blank bingo sheet. And normally, where there'd be numbers, what you can do is actually write in some of the things that you know trigger you. And you put them on the sheet. And this is before you go. Because then, what you're doing is you're able to 
recognize the blue pens, you're able to see what triggers you specifically. So you're already doing the work of recalibrating yourself. But then when they do it, it's not a shock. It's mm. not like, oh my God, I can't believe that someone did this like thing that they've been doing for the last 25 <laughs> years. It's like, oh right, they've been doing it for the last 25 years. I'm not going to get blindsided because that blue pen ultimately writes in blue. Mm-hmm. Um, so by filling out the bingo sheet, you're able to get clarity. And because you've turned it into a game, you're able to um, separate yourself slightly from the trigger. And so that's super useful. The second thing that I would keep in mind is that no matter what, even if they trigger you, you are always the most powerful influence in your own life. And so therefore you control your reaction to things. And if you think of like a pendulum, right, mm-hmm. that swings really far left and right. Well, if let's say they're riling you up, they're pressing those buttons that they've installed since childhood, right? And they're just, you know, getting that pendulum a little higher, a little higher, a little higher, and then they let it go, right? With a huge upsetting thing that they say. If you take the bait and you allow that pendulum to swing on your side of the equation really far and you have a huge explosive response, Mm -hmm. then they're actually in control of you and they're controlling your response. If instead what you do is they, Try and swing really far, and then you stop it before it gets too far. You recognize and are able to control your own response to something. You'll stop it before it gets too harsh, before the big fight comes out. And one of the things you could say is, listen, you know what? Um, Right now, you know, I I know we disagree on this, but I would really love for us to be able to put that aside for right now and just have a nice holiday. If you want to talk about that at some other time, let's do that. Let's set up a time to do that. But right now... I I don't want to get into this upsetting conversation. And what it does is even if they're still heightened, right? And they're, they're, you know, pulling that pendulum back to swing it really hard your direction. Mm -hmm. If you keep stopping it, eventually they're going to deescalate because they're not getting a response that they want. And in that way, you have a lot of power to be not just solution focused, but to be able to control and regulate your own emotions, your own thoughts and feelings. And this can be useful whether you're an adult, whether you're a child, uh, whether you're a grandparent, because those triggers are there. When family comes up, uh, as my favorite author would say, that's when familial dementia strikes. And we forget <laughs> all the important tools we, re- we remember and we've been fighting for. And so make sure to you know, get out of that pattern and make it more conscious, not unconscious. Well, Jonathan, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. The work, um, they can find you, your website at jo- um, jonathanyates.com. Yeah, so you can find me at my website, uh, jonathanyatsky.com. Also find me at unlockingme.com, which is a mm-hmm. seminar that I run uh, with a bunch of different things that we do. I have a three-day-long seminar actually coming up soon, uh, which is taking these tools and t- doing an entire weekend of them to take your life to the next level, and that's called The Course. Uh, and I also do Facebook Lives on – you can look up my name, uh, Jonathan Yatsky, Y-A-T-S-K-Y. Uh, on Facebook, and I do a Facebook Live every Thursday evening where we talk about tools, t- trips, tools, tricks, and tips <laughs> to help you live a help, healthier and happier life. Uh, and so people write in, and I answer their questions and uh, just try and help as many people as I can that way, too. Well, John, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I really do appreciate all this. All the links will be in the show notes. And I really do appreciate you. Have a happy holiday. You too. Thanks so much for having me again. Wrapping up the episode, I want to th- thank you to Jonathan for being a guest on the podcast. You can find more about Jonathan over at unlockingme.com. Hey, also when you're over there, 
Check out this upcoming course to help transfer your life. And the course is called Your Best Life is Calling. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, it's always nice to try to figure stuff out because we need sometimes we need help. I mean, or somebody guide us or give us an idea for going a different direction. Go ahead and when you have a second, check out his new course over at unlockme, unlockingme.com. You can find all the show notes and links to this episode at nocityonthesideline.com slash seven six. Hey, please reach out and leave a comment. And then if I have a question, hey, I got an idea. I like Christmas movies. I think when we talked about in this episode, we talked about um, Wonderful Life. But I also like, how about Die Hard? I know that's not really a Christmas movie, but it seems to be. I don't know, because it's happens at Christmas, but it's a cult classic. Or um, The Christmas Story. You know, you gotta shoot your eye out. Or when you stick your tongue against the cold post. Ha, can't get it. <laughs> that's funny, actually. I like when the dogs run out the, the house with the turkey and they end up at the Chinese food restaurant. But my question is, what is your favorite movie, Christmas time? Leave it in the comments. I'd love to hear it. You can find all my content information at nocityonthesideline.com slash contact. Final, wrap, final thoughts. Surviving the holiday can more than just be surviving. It's it's a, kind of a bad word for it. It's it's a time to reconnect with friends and family. Because at the end, that's really important. It's more than just gifts. Or it's more about spending time. It's more about having a big turkey on the table. It's more about spending time. Because time goes by, things change. People people go move on. Connections are more valuable. That's the really true meaning of Christmas. And I want to wish you a happy holidays and Merry Christmas from me and Sean. Until next time, take care. God bless. Give your kids a hug. Tell them how much you love them. See ya. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media. Music.